that meeting the other night reminded me of something, which is the idea of, uh, and this is just using uh, an example, it's not like you're a lion, yes, but we say that you're a lion. So the message in a way is you're a lion. And so everyone can understand that, yeah? And sometimes you spend hours speaking of it, that you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. It's amazing how, what happens with that simple statement. So you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. And then it's heard, I would imagine, like you're a lion, because those are the words, right? You're a lion. You're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. And it hits the ear, the conditional ear, and now it's, I can become like a lion. Immediately, it's turned into something totally different, yeah? And then they go, yeah, yeah, and all right, you're a lion, and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. But when they're, they're agreeing with you're a lion, they're actually agreeing, I can become like a lion, and they're really agreeing that I'm not a lion, basically, yeah? They're stating, they're making, they're making like a dilemma, the fact that I am, a, that I'm not a lion, but the hope is, the possibility is I can become like a lion. But then, the becoming like a lion is really based on you. Yeah? You're going to be the one who's going to determine if you're getting closer or farther, or you'll find some other authority to tell you if you're getting closer or farther. But there's going to be a whole giant act of God playing, in a way, in about becoming a lion. Yeah? But if you are a lion, it dismisses that whole God playing. Yeah? Because there's no becoming... And therefore, if there's no becoming, doing and having loses its juice. Yeah. If it isn't about becoming, then doing and having gets suspect. Then doing and having has to be looked at in a different way. Not as a means to an end, but maybe as an expression of the end. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the end and the beginning are the same. But the doing and having would be more like an expression. Instead of a way of getting somewhere to become something. But if it's to become like a lion, the doing and having just locks right in. Yeah? And the doing and having, what does it imply? It strongly implies there's a doer and a haver. Yeah? It's very difficult, the way we view doing as it's happening through us or others, is not to have the doer pop up. Either you or me, or someone else, or a god as the doer. Somehow... There's got to be a noun or someone or something is doing it. Yeah, that's how the logic of our mind works. It can't go out of that logic, you know, the logistic system it's in. It can't picture it as just doing and having. It, it has to see it as an act that some either unseen or seen entity is doing. Yeah, and that's that interpretation is like the uh, ongoing veil. Or let's say you would say the uh, what's blocking off the sunlight of the spirit. But it's not blocking off the sunlight of the spirit from the outside in, but actually you would say, well, I, you know, I don't even like to make a difference, but let's just say more on the inside out. Yeah, Your fascination with the screen causes you not to know you're the light, in a sense. Then the light is put on the other side. And you think, by me doing this and having that, I'm going to get there, but you are the light. Yeah in a sense. You are the lion. So any movement to become would be a, a, like a, a statement you could see it as, as that you're not. Yeah. No matter how subtle the movement is, even if it gets to a subtle level of be, thinking you're the non-doer, but as a doer, you know. 
I'm now doing non-doing. Yeah? I'm now non, I'm now seeking non-seeking in a sense because self can't get out of self. Yeah. So if the sense of self is in the activity of in that movement of claiming, there's no self-claiming. It's in the claiming there's a sense of self. Yeah. When the mind claims an action and says that action is my action. It infers this noun, yeah? It infers that phantom subject called Paul. Yeah? That becomes the doer and the haver. That can't get out of itself through the doing and having. I mean, it's a failed system. It's limited, and the system can never transcend the system. Yeah? The idea of being you isn't a fact. It's made up and reinforced by the mental process, Yeah? You could say it's actually, it can't be created, but it's made by this mental process. And so what's made by this mental process has no existence truly. And actually, first of all, it doesn't have an existence, but it appears to be existing only in, from the view of the mental process. It can't be existing outside the mental process. It's like self can't transcend self. Self can transcend the process that's making it, yeah? In other words, when something is being projected and it's taking an appearance, it, that appearance can't leave the field of the projection. Yeah? It wouldn't be appearing because it's an appearance. It's coming from somewhere. Some source is projecting that, and then there's the appearance. The appearance can't disengage from the source of its projection yeah? and be something. You know what I mean? It can't... It can't cross the line of appearance into existence. It just it's, it's an impossibility, I'd say. Yeah? So without what's projecting it, there is no projection in a sense. So the projection wants to get out of the field that's projecting it. Good luck. Yeah? <laughs> in a sense, we've been getting emails and stuff. I've been getting emails. In a sense, and we were reading that old thing by Wayne Lickham and Ram Sue, Debs, and it's really cool. I like it a lot. I remember I read it a long time ago. But in a sense, the idea of getting out of self is a very, very sublime form of being in it, in a sense. You can't be it, but you can seem to be in it. By what? Identification. Yeah? Obsession causes you to, to be obsessed or interested in it, but identification is much farther along than obsession. Obsession is like a, a child's play compared to identification. Because when you're identified... Obsessions will come and go, but the identification stays in place. Yeah? It's amazing. There's always a sense of you through all the obsessions of your life. There was you that was an addict. There was you that overeats. There was you that looks at porn. There's you that now is in recovery. There's you that's do. Yeah? There's always the identification is much more stable. And what all these appearances are attempting to attain through length of appearance is existence. Yeah? And so you could say the identification gets to, gets closest to the goal in a way. Because it appears, you sense it's, a, it's you for a long, long time here. Don't you? Yeah. The mind takes it and really puts a lot of time into it. So it really gets into that feeling, hey, I'm a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Which, if that's the p basis of the game board... Yeah? If that's square one, then the game is going to be very... The, the game is a, has a very strong format. Yeah? 
it's a lot of it's a lot of what every step provokes is anxiety about what what's the next step's going to bring or guilt and shame because each step you thought you took the step that you were the one who decided to go there and therefore oh what a fucking asshole I am look at what I did <laughs> these are like the, this is like so the game board's playing but its effects are hovering above the game board yeah like a weather front so you're playing the game board out from self-centeredness, but the real effects of the game aren't the moves. It's the overlying mental interpretation of all the moves. Yeah, you're the doer. You shouldn't have done that. You, you know, you're guilty for like like Ramana Maharshi says. You, you're guilty for what you think you've omitted or committed. Yes, he says people in this condition, what they need to do, they may not be able to ask the self. Ask the question, who am I? They may need to find what they call a power greater than themselves and surrender to that power and realize that what's happening is that power's will. Yeah? And so you give up being the doer and haver in a sense. You make at least a decision to do that. And what happens is the weather front lifts a little. And so the game seems to be the same, but how you travel over the game is a lot different. Because it's not really the squares that are determining how you're traveling. Yeah? It's the condition above the squares, like the I, me, my, I'm the doer, I'm the haver, time, you know, all this, all that. Those are the main influences. And we want to get relief, but we've been taught to get relief. If you get to the boardwalk, you'll get relief from this big You know, if you're in Baltic, it's going to be worse, Baltic place, whatever, you know, like Monopoly. Each square has its meaning and value with the hopes that we get relief because we believe it's based on we didn't do the right thing, or we weren't at the right place at the right time, and I should have went left instead of right. That's all baloney. That's all part and parcel of these like uh, interpretive packets you get on the game board, you know what I mean? From society, from books, from shit like that. The real relief is from the weather front, the sense of being the doer and the haver, you know, whose life is this anyway is a damn nice question. Stuff like that, because that's where the game stays the same, but the weather front lifts, yeah? And you feel what? You feel really the real game is looking up, not being so concentrated on this, yeah? But the real game is looking up. When you look up and the weather front's broken, what's, what sense is light, yeah? Light, 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 light. So. Oh, man. so no matter how well or badly you put it, it seems like the mind, can, it's a very difficult thing for it not to conter, make this contortion of a message, which is, I'm a lion, no, I can become a lion, like a lion. It's really incredible. I remember I read a book, I always talk about it, because it's a pretty nice five-page description of non-doership, you know, not being the personal doer from this teacher, really nice, and it's one of those books that was just a transcription of talks, yeah? So after this five-page thing went on, and then the next paragraph was student, and then the student must have raised her hand and said, all right, all right, I got exactly what you said, now what do I do? You know, This is sort of the dilemma, because the, if, if the message is getting claimed by self, it can only think of, of it from the point of self-centeredness. It can't think outside the box, you know? because it is the box. It can't, what's in the box and is the box can't leave the box to think outside it. It just can't do it. Yeah? That's what happened when I was young and something occurred and I went home and thought about it. The only points I could look at it from were from self-centeredness. Maybe there was like 50 of them. 
But each one was limited from the system my mind was in. There was no out. Yeah, They were looking for an out, but you can't look for an out in the activity of being in. It doesn't fucking work. That part of the activity of being in is looking for an out. That's like one of its great jokes. Yeah, When you're in the activity of being in, you've driven to look out. Yeah, But there's very little real long-lasting uh, relief in that looking out, is there? Because it's actually part and parcel of being in, in a sense. <laughs> That's why someone emailed me and said, well, you could be doing so much more. Yeah, but thank God I'm not. <laughs> Literally, you know? You could be progressing, yeah, and yet I don't want to. I don't want to progress anymore. I don't. I don't want to run another five yards. I want to put the ball down and see what happens to the game. I've been running with it for this all this period of time, hoping that the game and the rules would change, yeah? And if I scored enough, yeah, then things would be different. It's, it doesn't, it's a failed system. What happens if you put the ball down, yeah? And sit right where you are, with that, and then watch the mind wanting to move out in the purpose of accruing value and maybe not go with it. And then see, you may get the relief from the true problem by not moving, This, these lashes of driving to some noble endeavor. I was just reading a thing about, you know, going into all these worlds and then seeing one God that wasn't God to another God that then to the big, big God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it just looks like way too much work. You know, I mean, all I want, really, all I want is to travel lighter, basically. I mean, really, if you felt really an ease and comfort in your own skin and in the circumstances of your life, you would see all those noble endeavors weren't that noble. They would sort of be dismissed because really what we're looking for is an ease and comfort now. You know? A traveling lighter. That works. Yeah, That really makes sense. Just like the big book in recovery. I read, a, when I was young, I read a number of books in spirituality, but the one that rang the true, the truest and the most and continues to ring is the description of an alcoholic mind. And then what happens if the alcoholic mind shifts and the, the byproducts of that shift? That's the book that resonates with me more than any other freaking book. Not a comic books about 12 dimensions and seeing the greatest God of all gods and you better watch out because he's not a happy God, whatever it is. You know, this is just really, yeah, I had an inability to have a viable relationship with another human being. Yeah, 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 all right, I'm with you there. Yes? I can't seem to be here because my mind isn't occupied here. It's occupied here with there and then. It's here, it can't escape, but it occupies itself with something that's not here, which is there and then. Yeah. And I realized after a while, there's no getting out by what's in. Self can't get out of self. So maybe if the ball's put down, or maybe if there's just a possibility of, I'm not the runner with the ball, it's just mind running with this imaginary ball. Yeah? Maybe if I'm not that, then the whole game may be different. It will still look like Mill Valley and this and that and other people and feelings and all this stimuli will occur, but that weather front will lift. Yeah? You'll travel lighter. And I'll tell you, once the traveling lighter really hooked in, it seemed like a weird coincidence, but my drive or my urge to seek relief got dismissed pretty much, yeah? <laughs> and I sort of put two and two together. The reason why that seeking never stopped was because it actually truly never found what it was looking for. It found ideas about what it thought it was looking for, 
Yeah? But it wasn't really what it was looking for because when it found what it was looking for, it stopped. Yeah? The seeking stopped. And then you know it, you know that you're onto something by it ringing that. It's like a truth. It resonates. You're like, oh. Yeah, so that's it, in a sense. And it's like, that's it, that's it, that's it. It's not that's it, like it's a done, uh, frozen cubicle of, an, of a concept or an experience you had, and now you can go back and rub against it and get, you know, some, I'm, yeah, I'm understanding it. No, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. It's every moment, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. You can't even take a breath. You can't go, well, you can't go, oh, that's, no, that's it. You can't, oh, that is it. No, that's it. It's just, that's it, that's it, that's it. And it's it's like, um, it takes all the middle men and women that are running up there in time out of the way, and you're right where you are. Yeah. And when you walk in a room, that's the experience, not the thoughts about walking in the room, but the walking in the room dominates your experience. And in a sense, you finally start living. And you know, Living in, it, in the living of it is pretty satisfying on a lot of levels. Yeah? In every interpretation, there'll be fault found in living. Yeah? Really, isn't there? If When I interpret life, there's always fault. There's always comparison. There's someone doing better than me. Yeah? There's like, it's always like a race. Every interpretation takes a lot of weird little like tangents. Yeah? But living is a lot more um, arresting. Yeah? When you're living, it's really clean. It's just going. Yeah? You, can, you can try to stop and have an opinion of how it was going, or you can just stay with the going and let the going teach you, you know, through finding out instead of knowing anymore. Yeah? But in that I don't know is the act of going. You're just going, and you don't know why or what's going on, and there's no need for it. Because you'll find out what you need to find out based on the seed assignment you seem to be in. Yeah. But this whole, this little bit of discrepancy between becoming a lion and being a lion is basic to me the difference between heaven and hell in a sense, like they would say in Zen, or Taoism. That difference between heaven and hell is becoming a lion or being a lion. Like Ramana Maharshi says a beautiful thing. I don't know if he said it, but supposedly he said it. And he says, to know God is to be God. It's so beautiful, that statement. Yeah, Because in my head, to know God is to be a knower of God. <laughs> yeah, And then all the emphasis is on the knower of God, not on God. <laughs> and there's no two things. But you know what I mean? How the mind usurps everything. The greatest importance of God is usurped by becoming the knower of God. Yeah? The greatest incredible value of God gets usurped when you become a seeker of God. Woo! Watch out. <laughs> watch out those seekers of God, man. <laughs> Beware the seekers of God, for they shall smoke you. <laughs> but if, if it drops so beautifully into knowing in a different form of knowing, not from self-centeredness, but knowing is being, yeah? In that sense, looking is seeing. Not looking is looking for the seer, that ain't it. That's a form of looking, yeah? Looking, looking for the seer 
is a form of looking. But looking is seeing. Yeah? Knowing God is being God. It's so direct, and it cuts out the one of the biggest like uh, influences here, which is time, yes? To know right to being, there's no intermediary point where you are as the knower or the seeker or the lover or the hater or whatever other position that's being taken by mind. You go from knowing to being, yes? It's very, very clear and very clean. And it has a huge effect in how this how the manifestation of expression called you and me starts traveling here. Yeah? But that effect never came from the you or me. The you and me, like it's always been, is just a form of expression of it. It's not the one who's doing anything or the one who's having anything. Yeah, The you is just like the... Uh, like you ever see the cars when they have the emblem on the hood? The you or the sense of Mitch is just the emblem of this vehicle of expression called this modality of life, yeah? Called this body. There's no driver in it. It's just driving, yeah? There's no passengers in it. There's, there's just driving. So that emblem, from that point of view, when there's that sense of the absence of a driver... It's what, what it sees in the game board as it's driving over causes it just to travel lighter, you know? In recovery, we'd say it's freedom from the obsession of self. Yeah. Obsession of self takes many forms. It can look like you're very virtuous and kind, it can look like a lot of different attributes, yes? But they all may have the underlying uh, activity of bonding or glue to the idea of being a you, yeah? And let's say if the mind is giving everything the meaning it has, and your mind believes spirit is much more valuable than material actions, like meditation is much more important than washing the dishes or whatever like that, then when there's a sense of being a doer in a doing of spirituality... The amount of mind, that, the amount of meaning that mind's giving to that doing is really bonding you to the sense of being a doer. Usually. Because it has a lot of meaning. It's chock full of relevance. Yeah? I can give up all my day except that. I've got to get in con- contact. You have to get in contact. Why not allow that to inform you of itself instead of you informing you of it. <laughs> I think it would be a nice approach, yeah? To open to the thing, oh, I have a power, higher power of its own understanding. That's what I want. I don't want a power of my own understanding. It's going to be very limited. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'll get me parking spaces maybe or a date or whatever <laughs> or something like that. But it's going to be very limited. It's going to be like, you know, like a, a shopping consultant. Maybe I'll pick better partners and okay. Oh yeah, I'm eating better now. <laughs> Great, it's, it can roll that way. But the thing is, if I have a power of its own understanding, what is that going to do? If this is a place of expression, you don't believe that power is going to express through whatever opportunity it has to express through. And if you're open to being that opportunity, you don't think that power is going to come through? I did it when I was first. I didn't do it, but when I was first in AA... I got asked to do those workshops, the fourth step workshops at the Dry Dock, which was this meeting place in San Francisco. 
I had no inclination to do it. The girl I was seeing said, I think you'd be pretty good at that. So I started doing that. And I went there every Monday night for 19 years if I was in this country. Unless I, and mostly, and even if I was sick, I was there. I very rarely missed it. Every, 19 years, or maybe more. And every night I went there, being in the position, yeah, for an expression to come through, that expression came through. First I thought, I, this is a juice, and I was the hose, but I realized the hose was also irrelevant. There ain't no hose. It's the hose and the juice, but you know, for a while I thought I was the hose, and I was putting my, again, a lot of light from it was being shown on me, you know, and I'm putting myself in this position to be used. Yeah, <laughs> but after a fact, I saw that wasn't so. Just sitting there, the message came through. And it's never failed. I've been doing it now on this level for 20-something years. And I show, I don't never prepare. We don't have a get-ready room over there where I sit and prepare for the lecture of the day. <laughs> Usually I forget the day I'm supposed to be lecturing. Anyway. <laughs> we just sort of wing it. And what happens is, something happens. And hopefully people get fed. And that's sort of how it's been. Yeah. And it's proven, but if it was me that was coming here, there would be many reasons, many days and nights I would have had a reason not to come. Many, many, many. The biggest reason would have been if I was bad to someone that day. How could I be spiritual if I was bad at 3 o'clock? How, I need more time to get over. I need more penance time. I've got to purify myself. This is all about you again. Yeah? Even spirituality becomes all about you. It's like a reverse mirror. You think you're putting your attention on something, but it's bouncing back to me, 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 me. It's like, you know, those things when you want a suntan for your face, you get those aluminum things. And you're thinking you're really, oh, I'm really noble, but it's all like catching the rays. I'm the seeker. I'm the seeker of this great thing called God. I, I, I. When it hits you, if you ever end up spiritual practice, it's like your pants fall down in the middle of a town square. And if you don't pick them up, that's a really good move. You don't try to get them up. You just let the whole freaking thing drop because it dropped. It had nothing to do with you. It's hanging around your ankles. All your little spiritual pegs you used to hang your hats on. It doesn't fucking mean a thing. Yeah? <laughs> what? Yes. All that time of yours that you invested. <laughs> Then that time that seems totally valueless becomes the most valuable time that ever passed. Yes? Because there's finally a relinquishment with the bondage of being a self. Then maybe you can start back at square one. And instead of really thinking the game board and all your attention on the pieces and the moves and all the cards, you'll look up while you're traveling. Yes? There'll be a sense of the no-thingness or the presence or the space. And you'll see that everyone's a winner, in a way. Everyone, no matter if they're in Baltic plays, boardwalk, in a sense, mind is mind, and that's that, yeah? It's not the boot. It's not the Eiffel Tower. It's not, you know? As soon as you identify as a boot, you're in the game. And the boot ain't never leaving the game. The boot isn't leaving Monopoly and then entering risk game, yeah? It's on the Monopoly board. The boot and the board are, the, are synonymous. Yeah? 
So trying to resist the board is ridiculous as a boot, but maybe looking at, are you the boot? If you're not the boot, then the board may lose its influence on you. Yeah. So. That's clear, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Lion, become like a lion. Lion, become like a lion. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first video we ever did at John Claude's house. We were trying to, we were, it was like the gang that couldn't shoot straight. But we had that talk on, which was, you know, talking about the lion and everything, and then realizing, you know, what happens is the sheep mentality gets likes the qualities of the lion, yeah? And maybe starts like a cult around the qualities of a lion, and cer- certain other weird sheep come and they have little meetings and they have they found pictures on the internet of lions and they put them in frames they have candles and they have like roaring classes every Monday and Wednesday and you know they have they have hair straightening so they can make manes instead of this you know what I mean and you know they're trying to grow their hooves into claws or whatever sharpening and they're really arduously trying to become like a lion because they have a great hope that it would be better than being a sheep, basically. And, you know, no one's going to mess with you, mom, lion. Yeah? But the whole idea is, maybe they're not a sheep, yeah? If they're not a sheep, and that goes misunderstood, and they assume that, a, that assumption is in place, that they're a sheep, and that drives their wanting to be a, like a lion, what does that reinforce? It just reinforces the sheep, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a weird dilemma. You can't get out of it. So the sheep can't get out of sheephood, self can't get out of self, but this is seeing you're not a self. Yeah, that's the only way to get out, is that you were never in, in a sense, yeah? And then when you have a feeling that you've never been in it, you'll see that getting out of it is a big form of being what you would call in it. Really, that's how I see it anyway. That doesn't mean it's always the case, but the mind can lay that meaning on things. And there's a lot of avenues to act as if you're getting out of self. Yeah, a lot of avenues. And there are more and more. More and more, yeah? Constantly more ways of getting out of self, which to me is just selfing, manifesting another form of being in self. Yeah? Like mutates. Just keeps going, 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 going. And yet, it doesn't seem to be producing the goods. You may have a little experience here and there, but the basic... Uh, constancy is you as a self. Yeah? Hmm. So maybe it's time, I don't know. Maybe I should stop meditating every day. Who knows? Probably not the other day. You know? But the idea of putting the ball down, at least for a period of time, is a great move, I thought. Yeah. Let's see what let's see what's actually going on. Where are you trying to leave? <laughs> and have you been successful at it <laughs> and you'll realize and then of course self-centeredness if you're not successful at it you always blame you yeah? you never look at the formula you think oh it's me the formula is fine but it, it's me I'm not a good enough practitioner that's all selfing unbelievably yeah? maybe just maybe you'll see it's a failed system who knows And if you drop it and don't pick something else up, something will be provided. Yeah? This power will come in, yes, into manifestation, and it will open you up to possibilities that you're you're blind to seeing while you're looking from self-centeredness. Yeah? 
the value system may be totally reconfigured. You may see the thought system values time, obviously, look at it. It's always obsessing over the future and the past, yeah? So obviously, what's being missed there? Well, now, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> and yet the ever-present evidence is now, <laughs> yeah, and yet my head is in constant denial of that fact with this preoccupation with there and then. What's up with that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why, why, why? It's almost like I believe I'm something and yet the activity of this just displays me as something totally different than I believe. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's just like horses running wild. And, you know, it's like, you ever see that when the horses are going both ways and you're getting pulled both ways and your arms pop out and everything, like, you're in the middle. I really want to be present, but was I once present? Oh, I was so great back then. And I hope that when I go to the retreat, it'll happen again. Peace for years. Here it is. I gotta get going. <laughs> I got an appointment at 11. <laughs> I'll get back to you, Peace. Stay right there. I'll go back to you with a memory. Yes, that's better. I don't want the real life thing, but I remember the day I was at Peace. Oh, yeah. Ah, that's nice. Let's crystallize and put it there. Woo! That's good. Okay. Excuse me for that piece of Exercise bikes and the two pedals of past and future. <laughs> it has a little thing. It's all right. Let's really zap it up. <laughs> You're driven for the three miles on the bike to get to that goal at the third mile. You pass it right by, <laughs> and then you see, hey, wait a minute. I thought that was the goal, and then you really see the goal, which is just the seeking in and of itself. Because what does all that seeking do? It's like a noble, incredible art deco mirror of the seeker. Yeah? Woo! Yeah? You ever see people when they tell you the stories, they go back, you know, past lives? Where are the dishwashers or the cobblers? They're always like, you know, the princess or something, or, you know what I mean? Where's the cobbler? <laughs> Where's the person that was cleaning up the shit in the street? Oh, yeah, I was a shit cleaner. Oh, that's <laughs> You know, it's always like Cleopatra or something like that. <laughs> These are just mind just riffing, you know? Anything can happen in what's not happening. Anything. Anything the mind can come up with can seem to be happening in what's not happening. There's no rule or reason in it. But what's happening has one quality what's not happening doesn't have, and that is it's happening. And that's the key. Yeah? For something to be happening, there's got to be consciousness there. For something that happened, mental memory will work. 
Something will happen, mental projection will work. But something happening, consciousness is available there. Yeah? Awareness is available in a happening. When life is a verb, then there's some there's a pregnant presence in that verbing, that consciousness or that awareness. When it's been neutered and made into a past and a future, it's dead. It's mental realm. Yeah? And the only God in the mental realm is self. It's the idea of being a self. That's the God there. So. Yes. say if you have the feeling you do then exert it if you have the feeling not philosophy knowing you don't have a choice if you have a feeling you have a choice do it do the next right thing yeah what there isn't you trapped you've never been trapped there's the mind trapped in the idea of being a self you're not that yeah there's an identification with that therefore we feel like we're trapped but you're not that you can't be trapped what you are. Yeah? You know what I mean? Awareness can't be trapped. It's only the mind and the identification with the mind. It's, it's holographic image of you is something that can be trapped. A body, yes? Just like if you look at the identification as a body, spirituality is made into a body activity, really. You go on a spiritual journey. What goes on a journey? A body, yeah? The spirit or awareness, let's say consciousness is all there is, where is it journeying to? Yeah, It would only find itself wherever it went. Yeah? But a sense of being on a journey is cast in the language of a body, isn't it? And so you say, oh, I reached the heights, I saw the heights in there, I saw the everything. That height, what would climb up to that height? A body. Yeah? When, what falls into the depths of despair? A body. Yeah, As if it's a pit. The mind presents you as a body. That's how it thinks. Yeah, It thinks in the language of a body, of a single entity. And it tries to put whatever it comes in contact with here into that context. Yeah, So spirituality has been put into the context of a journey someone, long-lasting, independent, separate entity, is on. Yes? Like I'm on a spiritual journey. That would be the shortest journey of all time if you were truly on a spiritual journey. Because you're at the arrival point wherever you leave. Yeah? It would be understanding. It would be clear and clean. But when it's cast as a body, something, this can be seen to be here, and then that can seem to be there. And therefore there's a journey. And when there's a journey, what's required? Paths, right? I need a path to get to where I want to get to. Yeah? I'm on a journey. Show me the right path. There's many paths, but they all lead to the one place. Yeah, I would sense the one place they lead to is right where you are now. That's my feeling. Yeah. But let's just say you're going to do a path. 
So, right, do the path. And if the path's worth its salt, it's going to exhaust your belief in a path. And then when that's exhausted, you'll be right where you always were anyway. <laughs> so, and the only thing that will have come to pass is time. So, so what? Time doesn't have any real relevance. And I'd be aware of that. Huh? I would hope so. Right. <laughs> yeah. In other words, the idea of longing and, and patience is all of time, if you look at it. Yeah. If you get a real flavor of now, there's nothing, there was not a moment that wasn't now that I was longing for, this now. Yeah? So all these, these feelings, these adjectives of a, like a romantic yearning in time have no relevance in this moment. There's no one that was not here that wanted to be here. Yeah? So, and when it, it becomes strong, you don't, the idea of, I wish I would have got this earlier seems ludicrous. The idea. Because there was no you that ever got it to begin with. So there's like, I wish I could have gotten this earlier. Who's that you that thinks it could have gotten this earlier? And when it thinks it could have gotten this earlier, it's thinking it got it now, which ain't it either. Yeah? <laughs> so you can't, self can't get out of self. That's what I'm saying. But you're not self. That's the good news. So you're inherently out of self. But the activity of mind is to present you to, as being in a self. Yeah, and then it wants now to get out, and I'm saying you're inherently out. And if you try to act and do a whole lot of shit to get out, you'll be denying that inherently being out. That's my feeling. Not because it's my mind, but mind. I've seen it, and I don't see my mind as different than yours. The conditional mind. It works in a certain logic. Yeah, and that logic is it denies something, and then maybe it wants to go there. Yeah? But first it has to deny it to get all ready, to get all excited about the journey, because if it didn't deny it, it would it have to be excited about just being here, which it doesn't want to be, because it doesn't have much of a story about it. It has a great story if I wasn't here and I got here, or someone I had this great event and now I'm here forever. That sounds good, but if you were just here, like on a dog shit level, what's the big deal? The mind has no material to write a good story about it. So it doesn't really care about being here, but it care, it may care about getting here to this mythical here. Yeah? And if you get to that mythical here, it's this dog shit awareness here anyway. <laughs> so why not save you well? It's about saving time, in a sense. Yeah? But mind's never going to be uh, stopped. If your mind intends to be free, it is going to be free because it, that's its nature. It may want to play out a pantomime in time. So, so be it. Yeah. Like the Course of Miracles. When I ran into the Course of Miracles, one of the statements in the book is, hey, if you're reading this book, and it went on this whole little dialogue about contemplation, meditation, study, yes? And they said all of these things will inevitably work because it's the mind itself that's intending to go to freedom. But it's, they may take a lot of time, some of them lifetimes, yeah, of time. It says, if you're reading this book, this book is probably here to save you time. And the fact is, all those methods, if they're really worth their salt, they're always going to end up to, at a point which they would state called, I need do nothing. Yeah. Well, we're saying, let's start there. <laughs> you know, I need do nothing. Because inevitably, you're going to end up there anyway. Yeah? So he would say, I need do nothing. So let's start it, I need do nothing. And then maybe, you know, you'll save time. Because time is a big ingredient here. Yes? It's so infused in the fabric of our existence, it's very difficult to tell uh, 
Its influence is so pervading. The whole thought system was sort of like dumped in it and drenched. Yeah. So while the thoughts are going on, they're drenched in time. If you watch your thought system, yeah, it's got time and it's just died in time. Yes. And the whole point, the solution in a way, is of a timeless nature. Yeah. So in a sense, it may look like through a, an expression in your life that it took time to get there, but in fact, you can't use time to get to timelessness. Yeah? It's, it's, it's the wrong vehicle. You can... It may, you know, you can play out a pantomime where there seems to be one moment in time that you get to timelessness, but that timelessness override every moment in time. It's always been available at all time because it's timeless. Yes, it's not. It's not partition. It's not parcelled out and partitioned into there and then. It's always what's so. So, to me, these statements of always what's so and everything point towards like an absoluteness, and that absoluteness is a nice place to rest because. In, dual, in dualistic thinking, there's no absolute. It always has an opposite, yeah? But this can become an absolute in your gut where you just realize nothing ever really happened here in a sense, yeah? There's all happening, but nothing ever really happened here. There's no, like, you know, it's just like going on, yeah? Just going on, going on, incessantly going on, and then one day... A breath will go out of your body and another one won't go in, and that will be the end of the movie in a sense, I'd imagine. Not to for you, but as you. Yeah? And that vehicle will, will stop, but I don't think what so is going to stop in when the appearance of what you are stops. I just don't sense that. Yeah? I don't. I don't believe you're conscious as a body. I don't believe you're doing it. I don't believe you're aware. I don't believe you're seeing, I don't believe you're hearing, I don't believe you're feeling, I don't believe you're tasting, I don't believe you're touching. I would say the same state of mind or awareness is touching and seeing and healing through all these vehicles. That's my feeling of it, yeah? I mean, there is only one subjectivity manifesting, expressing through millions of different objects. And they can have 1 billion and 8 billion and 15 billion, and in this space... No matter how many billions of things will be here, awareness will be moving through them. Because awareness is everywhere. Yeah? There's no lack of awareness. So you can have 40 billion, 800 billion, it doesn't matter. If that, if the vehicle can express, you know, that, it, that will move through and have an expression here. That's my sense. So wherever you are, are you as a body or as an animal pops up, awareness activates it, and there you go. It has a little run, it comes to an end, yes, and then something else pops up, awareness activates that. Yeah? On and on and on and on it goes. Because we're in a giant like field or like a non-liquid ocean in a sense of awareness, yeah? And there's all of these manifestations, and to fuel that manifestation, awareness moves through it, yeah. It expresses itself through this form. That's what's so beautiful in a way. There's all these unique characteristics that are being expressed coming from one source. Yeah? One source is expressing zillions and zillions of ways where for you, your, your, your characteristics and your behavioral patterns are very limited as this little action figure. But there's billions of us. Yeah? An unlimited limit, uh, uh, limitedness. Yeah? 
all these limitations, but from an unlimitedness. Yeah? Just producing limitations, but it's from unlimitedness. Just producing limitations. Millions. 8 billion, 20 billion, doesn't matter how many things or creatures are born, there's still going to be expression. Look when you walk in a garden, everything is fucking going on. There's life is just yelling out. If they all had voices, it would be so loud here. If every flower, as you were going towards the sun, had a voice, it would be like, Wah! it would just be a giant, I mean, it would be so loud. Because everything is expressing, unbelievably. It's nice when you have eyes to see. Instead of listening up here, which causes you not to be a, not you, but it causes a, a lack of attention to what's actually happening. And then that quickly or slowly surplants what's happening, and that becomes what's happening. The take on what's happening. Yeah. I don't know. You know. The, the, the take on what's happening only is going to is only going to lead to the sense of you. What's happening will lead to what's happening. Yeah. But the take on what's happening, if that is what's relied on, it will just keep bringing it back to you to self all fucking day, every year. No matter what you come in contact with, it will always be referencing you again. But when you're in, in awareness of what's happening, you're in contact with what's happening. Yeah? You are in contact with that which is. Yeah? You can't get there through the mental here. You have to see you're not that that's in the mental here, and realize you're here, and then there's an, there's an obviousness of a presence, yeah? Well, you're alive. You may hear it like sound, you a lot of things. It can manifest in a lot of different ways. It's like you can finally hear the hum of the generator behind the whole movie. You can hear it, the, the hum of the word, let's say, like in the New Testament, there was the word, and the word made whatever, yeah? What is that word? It's like a vibration, yeah? And this is like, you can hear it in your head constantly if you can. It may be lower, but there's a boom, a hum, or a buzz. That's one of the ways it manifests. It manifests in thousands of different ways. Yeah? But all of them point, all of them indicate what cannot be understood, what cannot be seen, what cannot, cannot be felt. Yeah? But so it, it produces a sense of what seems not to be there, and then the, what seems not to be there becomes the biggest thing that's not there in your life. <laughs> not there becomes the biggest thing that's in your life. <laughs> yeah, it changes your experience here with what's with all this shit, all this good stuff and bad stuff and everything else that happened. So, no more questions, right? One, two, three.